Wednesday. It's 8pm and it's Retro Gaming Revival Live. Um, thank you for joining us tonight. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. And um, right, let's get straight into it tonight. So let's see who we've got with us. We've got Nintendo. How are we doing, everyone? Uh, Triangle Face returning this evening. Oh. Blunners. Oh, yeah. OB Dorbs. Greetings. And our special guest tonight, um, a star of YouTube, podcaster, Games World Eliminator champion, and nemesis of a Mr. Big Boy Barry, <laughs> and Mean Machine Dean. Oh, <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hey. 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 Yeah, it's too hot. It's too hot already. I'm putting it out there. It's too hot. There's a, there's oh. a level. And when it crosses that level, it gets too hot, in my opinion. But <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Right. I'm not going to talk about the weather. Very <laughs> British things to do. Anyway. Okay, so let's get straight into it then, Dean. Um, you're our guest tonight. So what I would really like to start with is talking about your appearance on the TV show Games World. Um, yes. So how how... Did you apply or even get on Games World? Talk so about that this, process. This is a very odd story. So me and my brother went to the same secondary school. Um, I believe he was probably in year, I'm going to say year nine of secondary school. I think I was in the latter stages of primary school. Um, so our music teacher at the time, we had the same music teacher when I eventually went to that same school. Um, they got an invite to bring kids in uh, as participants in the audience. Um, so if you go through a lot of the old Games World videos, that's why there's a lot of children in the audience, because that's what they use for the audience members. Um, so they would literally contact schools and go, hey, do you want to bring kids in and stuff like that? So anyway, they randomly picked our school. Um which, strangely enough, was not very local because the actual uh, location of it, I think, was in like East London, and I'm based down south near Sunny Slough, so um, a bit of a distance. <laughs> but anyway, we'll pass that. Um, so anyway, they invited uh, invited us. Well, they invited him to be fair, um, and this is the part of the story that people don't know. So my brother actually was the first person in the family actually on Games World. However, he actually got eliminated very early on. So when we went for the auditions before you get on there, because they kind of like um, vetted people to make sure, you know, you can actually be able to hit a button and do something. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I was useless. Um, and I'll tell you exactly what happened. Like, we, they get you to play a couple of games. I think one of them was like a, an R-type type game. Can't remember what the second one was. But the third one was Street Fighter 2. And I think it was Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, or maybe it was Super Street Fighter 2, because it had the new characters. And then the problem was, I was nine. And I was like, oh, new characters. That's cool. And obviously had no idea how to play them and got obliterated. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I was like, meh, whatever. Doesn't really matter. Brother flew through with, uh, with, with flying colors and obviously gets eliminated quite early on. Random phone call to house within weeks of him being on the show and getting eliminated. And they're like, do you want to be on the show? And we were like, mm, okay, right, fine. So then I had to kind of get like special permission to get off school. Um, I then had to, uh, my dad had to like book a day off and he was like, he's only going to be on there. He isn't going to be on for long. So it doesn't want to, don't worry about it. It's fine. Anyway, lo and behold, I then obviously get on the show and go on the first show um, and win the entire thing. And my dad's going, 
that's brilliant. <laughs> Except now I've got to book another day off work. His words, <laughs> not mine. Um, so then I kind of go back to school, and we didn't say a thing. I didn't say a thing about winning on the show and stuff. I just said, oh, you know, I went and whatever. So no one knew that I kind of made it all the way through. So, yeah, so that's how I got on the show. So it was actually through my brother and through them reaching out through uh, through our secondary school, primary school at that time. And uh, that's how we got on. Wow. Because watching back some of the clips, you look very young compared to some of the other contestants. So how how does that go down? How does that go down you winning? against because i think the guy you beat on nba jam he looked like a teenager he looked yeah. a lot older than you <laughs> so one of the things that and I, I guess this kind of i mean I'll, I'll probably touch on this later on the podcast is that um i don't know why when i was younger i was very much like i have to beat everyone that's put in front of me i don't know if it was something my parents had sort of planted a seed in my head of just not giving up and carrying on but when i was there I, it's funny because I can still actually do it. For somehow, I can actually put myself in this like tunnel vision where everything just gets blocked out. And it was quite weird because there was quite, there were some times where I just focused into this zone where people would like tap me on the show going, all right, you can stand up now. Like, we've stopped filming. You're just like, oh, right. (laughs) Because you get so like into this zone that you just, you just forget about everything else that's around you. So it was a very surreal moment. But yeah, it was, it was a very weird experience being, I think I was the youngest, I don't know, I think I was the youngest competitor on there. I could be wrong there, though. I think there may have been someone slightly younger, but I was definitely the youngest person to make it to the grand final, for sure. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was a very, very weird experience being a kid that age and then being sort of, well, put in front of cameras and lights and, you know, there's obviously all this fuss going on around you. So it was a bit of a, a bit of a daunting experience, especially at that age. Yeah, I could imagine. Um and obviously you, um, I say obviously, people might not know, but I know, and the panel know, you won the um, elim- Eliminator. You were the champion of the, um, so what What do yes. you get for winning the Eliminator champion? Now here's something for you. You don't see many of these floating around on eBay. Yeah, I said that. This is yeah. my Games World original wow. Eliminator champion. Which <laughs> I wore that. in the show. Big boy Barry ain't got one of these. Have you, Alex? No, no one. Anyway, no, I love you, Alex. I love you. But uh, yeah, so that's the original one. And on the back, it says the Eliminator. Now, true story, true story about the jacket. Um, when I won it, they almost never let They almost didn't. Uh, sorry. When I won it, they didn't let me take it home. I had to like beg them. And they were like, well, you know, we huh? want to keep it here just in case you forget it. We haven't got one to fill with. And I was like, Trust me, that thing yeah. is coming off these shoulders. It's yeah. going to stay with me yeah. permanently. Um, so, fortunately, they let me take it home. And then, obviously, I went to school and I was like, da-da. And everyone was like, oh. And I was like, oh, it actually <laughs> happened. So, uh, so yeah. So, that thing has been in the family for a long time. Funny enough, I was actually looking to actually get it, like, put in one of these. I don't know you've seen, like, some people do it with football shirts or memorabilia. I was actually going to yeah, yeah. like, uh, frame um, a frame or something. But... I don't know. There's something about taking it out and just holding it sometimes that I don't know. It still feels very nostalgic for me to actually physically hold the thing. So yeah, that's amazing. That's pretty cool. Something something to have is amazing. It's mm. amazing when you hear the stories of of like these TV shows approaching schools to get people in. It's like my school never had anything like that. Yeah, the only thing our school ever had, and it wasn't even video game related. So I don't know why I bring it up. It's quite embarrassing. But our school had the band Ninety Eight Degrees, which had um, <laughs> the guy that was it was the guy that was married to um, Jessica Simpson for a little while. Was it like Nick Cliche? Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, I remember it was, yeah. His, yeah. it was his band before whatever made really famous. So they like turned up in like some sort of limo at our school and everyone just walked out like, what is going on? 
Come on, was... ride. Oh, mate. Don't See, worry about you... him. Let me get in the car. Then you get <laughs> Sky TV and Games World coming to your school, and I get flipping Nick Cliche. Yeah, well, you you trumped us. We had nine. We had um, Code Red come to our school. Remember them? They were on Eurovision one year. No, and junior Red. school, I think Chris Akabusi rocked up. So uh, yeah, I, did go, I did go to school with Chris Akabusi's daughter. So he used to he used to do our Friday running club. So there we go. Totally off topic. I'm I'm good at that. Oh, you've you've trumped me there. So uh, yeah, he's he's a legend, wasn't he? Amazing. He was. But anyway, get back to Games World. So you win the Eliminator um, challenge. You go through to the was it was the Wednesday final, wasn't it? I used to have Sky back then. Um, the Tuesday night was that the Games Mistress episode? Everyone remembers that one um, <laughs> with Jet from Gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about? So the Eliminator. The, <laughs> the, tell us about the um, videators you faced on the Eliminator challenge. So um, I've done this story a few times, but it's it's fascinating. So you never really know who you're going to face. So um, I don't know if I, probably the best way to describe it is to give you a description of the actual studio. So when you watch it, you actually think the studio is a lot bigger than what it actually is. And I remember turning up as a kid going, oh, oh this, um, oh, this is not as big as I thought. I was like, oh, okay, this uh, this seems a bit a bit uh, different to what I was experiencing. So, or what I was seeing, sorry. So, um, you kind of had the main, let's look for a better term, auditorium area. You kind of got the center place where everyone walks on, and then you kind of got the audience that goes around with the TV in the side, and then the one where you push the fancy button that never actually did anything to pick your video. <laughs> um, and then if you watch where people would go into the pit, um, to the right of that was a set of stairs. If you look carefully, you can just see the banister run down. That set of stairs took you up to the main suite. So you kind of had the production office. They would have um, a big open room that I think from memory was actually as big as the actual uh, filming area. And it would be consoles there, food, this, that, and the other. And I think there was an arcade machine of Turtles in time. If I, remember. So I remember playing on that. Anyway, that side, um, you would kind of sit down and play all the games that were potentially picked. So you had to kind of practice all of them. Otherwise, you'd get schooled which I'll come on to in a bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can probably work out why. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you would sit down and all of a sudden, you know, a random video would just come and sit next to you and you'd be like, oh, right. <laughs> We're playing this then. So it's like, okay. And then you'd be like, move off to another like practice area and just some random person would sit next to you and like, who are you? And they're like, oh, I just work here. And it's not, it's like another video that you made. <laughs> so, um so yeah, so the videator <clears throat> thing was quite interesting because I never really knew who I was going to get. However, when they asked me the three, the three hits that I wanted the most was Master Moriarty because I detested him, but I'm sure he's a lovely guy now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Violet Blade and obviously Big Boy Barry himself. And lo and behold, I got all three. The one I feared the most was Mathers. He was the one I feared the most because he was clinical in everything mm. he did, and I knew. Nine-year-old versus that is not going to end well. Barry, I was like, I've got, I might have a smidge, just a, just a chance, just to chip away. Look, didn't happen, but never mind. But yes, uh, that's that's how the videos work. So a lot of them were just meandering about, but you never actually knew which ones you were going to get. Okay. So <laughs> what what games did you face them on? Uh, so the three I had was World Heroes Two Jet, which is on the Neo Geo, which is a mwah, masterpiece of a fighting game if you've not played it. Um, I actually practiced that a lot. So, like most of my, I guess, gaming upbringing mainly was around actually beat em ups. So, beat em ups is like a massive core of who I am. Um, 
so like as soon as I found that, I was like, yeah, Neo Geo, yeah. And I just spent ages playing this and like learning all the characters. And I try and work, I try and figured out who was like the strongest character. And I worked out it was this guy called Ryofu who had this big ass spear and he like blew fire and everything. And I was like, yeah, that's the type of guy I need. Yeah, yeah. Just massive range and just bl- just bludgeoned him to death. You know, that's what I need. Um, so there was that. There was NBA Jam. And uh, here's an interesting story. Was it a month? I think it was a month before I went on Games World. My dad had bought me NBA Jam, and it's still actually in here. And it's actually got a £59.99 sticker on it <laughs> from, from, Block, from Blockbuster. <laughs> my dad never let me forget it. And do you know what? I kept it on there as a reminder to myself of you know, how hard our parents used to work to buy these things. So that's why yeah. I've actually left the sticker on there. So he actually bought me that a month before we went on. So I played that religiously because I was like, if this has just come out nine times out of 10, it's probably going to be actually played in the show. Fortunately, my gamble massively paid off. And then the last game uh, was uh, was it uh, Smash Tennis. And um, yeah, when I was talking about <coughs> games, I didn't practice. <laughs> yeah. yes, it was that one because tennis games, yeah. I was like, no one's going to watch tennis games on Games World. Yes, they did, Dean. <laughs> and then, whoops. Yes, they did. Didn't they, big boy Barry? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, obviously, there was a slight controversial moment following your mm. defeat to big boy Barry. Um, do you want to share that with, with people watching? Mm. And... Yeah, so um, <laughs> it's it, it's it's a funny story in hindsight, but when I was a kid, it wasn't. So, um you know, the story was around storylines and, and stuff like that, right? So, um, oh. yes, there he is. Yeah, the, the, oh, the same jacket. It's the same jacket. I wish I was that size again. Never mind. <laughs> Fast food, damn you. Um, anyway, so, um, yeah, so, you know, the whole thing was based around storylines on Games World to tell a different you know, narrative rather than just games playing, which is obviously a very clever way of getting people interested. Now, I half knew about the fact that Barry and Violet Blade had a bit of beef because I used to watch the show as well. So they never told me what was what I'm assuming you're about to show next, um, which was that after if I had actually beaten the Violet Blade, he would go and storm off and you know get 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 up on one. And when I lost to Barry, <laughs> the Violet Blade storms the stage with a baseball bat, which you can imagine as a nine year old is. Um, yeah, pretty scary. Bob yeah. then suddenly like pulls me back in. He doesn't just pull me in; he pulls me in quite difficult, uh, quite hard, and actually in quite close. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh!" And there's no like, "Oh, you know, by the way, this is all a bit of a play. You know, don't worry about it," type of thing. So I'm sitting there absolutely bricking it because like, lady boys come charging down the hallway, baseball bat in hand, giving it, giving it the big one, stomping on the stage, and I'm being pulled in tight. As a nine-year-old, you'd be pretty terrified. Oh, yeah. So so anyway, so you see him like hit Barry, I think, in the stomach or something, and then he wheels him away. And I'm just like, uh, what's good? What? And the thing is, it's like, and I, I've said this to, to Alex, big boy Barry, a lot of times, I massively looked up to him. So to see like your your mentor, the person you look up to, get battered with a baseball back and then suddenly dragged <laughs> off, again, as a nine-year-old, is pretty traumatic. So, um, lo and behold, like, I could, in fact, if you actually watch the video footage back, I know the exact point when I cried. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I just suddenly started bawling my eyes out. Bob said something, which I'm not going to repeat, which is still stuck with me. I think he was a bad day, but I love Bob Mills. Um, And, you know, all the cameras cut. And then it was funny because no one really knew what to do. Um, I think someone must have gone off to get my parents or something. 
And I remember Barry was one of the first people to come out. So there was the, oh, I've always forgotten the name of the characters now. It was the people who sort of like dragged the people who lost off the stage. I can't remember the names of them. They were like the chaperones for a better term. Uh, one of those came charging on the stage and Barry came running through. And I was like, oh, you're all right. What's going on here? And he was like, no, 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 it's all fake. You know, there's nothing in it. And he'd like explain the whole thing. And I was like, well, yes, now you've explained it. <laughs> now it makes sense. You think they tell you that it's before you so yeah, they 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 obviously were going for the uh, the shock factor, but um, yeah, I think once that had happened, they suddenly realised the uh, error of their ways, and um, yeah, it, um, it it stuck with me for a while, but um, it's it's quite horrible watching it back because the part after that, I had to play, um, I think Sniper's Alley, I think was the game. Um, so there's a bit where you kind of yeah, bet your yeah. points, and you know you kind of have the thing spinning around, you have to shoot the videos. And <laughs> I still had tears in my eyes. And as I'm looking, my vision's all like blurred and stuff. So I'm kind of like, that looks like a video. Bang. That looks like a video. <laughs> oh, <laughs> looks like you. trying to see through it. But yeah, it was um, it was not my my uh, proudest moment to uh, break down on national TV. Fortunately, they cut it very well. So good job, Hewland International. <laughs> um, but it's still one of those stories that, you know, kind of helps tell the story of how you know me and myself and alex and, and so on and so forth goes on so uh yeah something i'll always remember that's to say is uh always tell people if you're gonna do something don't traumatize them <laughs> <laughs> right let's see i've never shared a video on here before but let's see if we can share that um that clip from your that YouTube exact channel. moment exactly yeah that just, me, just give me some ptsd yeah yeah <laughs> let's, let's, let's just see yeah, so uh, so there's that. You can see my reaction. I'm like, you what? Right, so he gets it there. Oh, yeah, I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> Bob pulls me in. I'm like, hang on a minute. What's going on here? And the problem is, he's like, like Rick, a human Rick, Hen Rick Henderson, <laughs> uh, Violet Blade, actually looked at me screaming in my face. So at that point, I was like, oh, great. So I'm the next one then. So, uh, yeah. So you can see my face. I'm just like, oh. oh. <laughs> So I think when they cut, is it when they cut to ads? I think it was when I started crying. So yeah, it's um, yeah, not my proudest moment, but uh, yeah, you can see just how bemused I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you laugh about it looking stunned. back at it, but yeah, you're completely stunned. I, I mean, I can't, well, I can't remember if Bob had an earpiece. Mad. I don't know if they were talking to him, going, "I think he's going to go any minute," because he was constantly talking to me like, "That's no, right, it's." It's all right. Keep yourself to it. It's all right, you know. So, uh, but yeah, it is. It's one of those stories. But uh, you know, I'm, uh, I, I'm in hindsight, I'm still kind of glad it happened. It, uh, I don't know. It, it kind of strengthened me, maybe mentally, to deal with things in the future. Who knows? You, you can definitely see on on the last game, as you mentioned, you can tell your head's not there. Yeah. Um, your concentration's gone, quite rightly so. And I think any nine-year-old in that position would have felt <laughs> exactly the same. You know, yeah, one, the away, one away from beating it, weren't you, on the uh, sniper alley? Yeah, yeah, just one away, yeah. I should have let you have it after going yeah. through that. Do you know what? Like, I kind of sat there and went, well, yeah, they, they could have done that, but... I don't know. I, I guess I kind of felt like, you know, I just wanted to sort of get on with it and deal with it. So, um, you know, maybe it, it was just meant to be. I could have kicked up a stink. I could have tried to be, you know, awkward about it. In fact, there was a lot of uh, rumours about me or my parents, sorry, storming up to the press off uh, to the production office and saying X, Y, Z. And it's absolutely not true. Um, absolutely not true at all. Um, otherwise, I would have won it. So <laughs> there's your proof. <laughs> and you made it onto the leaderboard. Mm. Um, and did you get through to the grand final? 
of that yeah, series. So, yeah, so um, strangely, like I can't remember how many points I ended up with. I think I was like... It was 50-odd, eight... I think, or something like that. Yes, yeah, so I think I was like 8th place. So I think it was the top 10 from memory at the end of the series that went through to the Grand Final. So I was like, eh, all right, fine, no problems. Um, I said, all right, fine, you know, if I get through, cool. If I don't, whatever, doesn't matter. And I, I actually stopped watching the series because I was like, I don't want to know. Right? If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, that's cool. Anyway, lo and behold, phone call to the house. You've just scraped into the final at number 10. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a turn up for the books. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, so yeah, so then, uh, you know, Lone and Begull, my dad's going, oh, great, I've got to take another day off work. I'm like, all right, Dad, cheers. Thanks <laughs> for the support, mate. Yeah, really appreciate it. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I took another day off work, and I remember it was really cold, really, really cold. Um, it must have, I don't know if it was around December time, maybe, but I remember that for some reason they would always make us wear T-shirts, and I'm like, you need to, like, rehearse lines and all this stuff, and you're like, I'm in a cotton t-shirt in like, you know, minus five outside. Last time I checked, not cool. Um, so yeah, so you, you know, you'd have you'd, 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 certain bits of your body would get very hard. Let's say that, but not that before you say that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it was, it was like really tough. And then you sort of go from hot to cold to hot to cold, but um, yeah, it was still, it was still a very awesome experience to even be able to make it to the grand final and actually see your name on this thing. Um, but yeah, no, really, really uh, great experience to actually be on them, be part of, uh, I guess, part of part of history and law yeah. to some extent. So, how soon after it was filmed was it shown on TV? Then mm, I'm trying to actually remember. I would say it was a good few months. I think. Um, so I remember. Hang on, let me get this right. I think episode. Let me get this right. Um, so I think the first episode I was on, I think, was about three weeks after we had filmed it. I think the next one was like two weeks after that I had filmed it. And then we obviously I had to wait that period of time for the grand final to then be filmed, then for them to edit and then put it on. So it was it was probably about four to five months, maybe in total for the entire thing. But uh, yeah, I've still got a VHS that I recorded off Sky. Sorry, copyright. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, which is which is where all, all that footage has come from, basically. It's great. I mean, that's the only way that people have managed to keep and immortalize these these shows. Because, I mean, even, even with Games Master, you know, the only way to watch any of these is is on YouTube now. Yeah. Um, and I've been working my way through Games World because it wasn't something I had a, a lot of experience with as a kid because I didn't have Sky as a kid. Um, but I've been sort of plowing my way through Games World now because it's a, it's a completely new show for me, and I'm I'm very much into well as as we all are, we're all into nostalgia. Otherwise, we wouldn't love retro games. So it's um. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Got to have all that stuff on VHS somewhere. I, I was that envious kid. I was one of the lucky people to have Sky in the early nineties. The big white um, B Sky B, yeah, yeah. B Sky B dish on the side. And I'm sure my dad told me it was like five hundred pound for the dish and decoder and um, receiver, and it was like two pound fifty a month. And you yeah. got like fifteen channels or something. And I'm like, <laughs> I said to him recently, "How did you afford that?" He was like, "Well, I just wanted Sky, so we just <laughs> we just did." <laughs> Um, oh, I won't yeah. tell you what my dad is. My dad had a laptop, <laughs> a laptop, and his own card he made somehow. I was, uh, I was about to say that. I think a lot of people around that time period knew a guy, yeah, who had a laptop <laughs> down the pub, yeah. who uh, yeah. who managed to legally do it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Sky as a kid was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, yeah as I said to to Barry, there was three programs on Sky One: Simpsons. WWF Challenge and Games World. 
Yeah. And what, what more did you need as a you know, nine, ten year old? Really that's that's oh, a staple, isn't it? Your staple viewing, that's yeah, that. Exactly. That, that and the X Files, I think, for me. You always used to watch X Files and, and Sky One. Compete between me, me and Randy Savage. I mean, what else do you need? <laughs> <laughs> well, with, with, oh, sorry. Nintendo. I was going to say, there's this really weird noise that keeps coming through my headset, and I keep muting my mic just in case it's my headset. I just <laughs> didn't know if anyone else was experiencing it, whether it's just me going mad. Is it my fan? Is that fair? Uh, Might be your fan dogs. He's host one week and he thinks he runs the place now. <laughs> try, Even try try sabotage the... it. <laughs> sabotage your one. <laughs> I'm after your job. <laughs> well, we're, we're have a quick break now and um, we've got plenty more questions for you, Dean. So cool, when, no I say, when I say a quick break, it literally is about five seconds. There we go. As I say, it's a very quick break. So, following Games World, um, were there any other TV appearances um, for yourself? Uh, there was actually. Um, there was a TV show called GamerWeb that I was on. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the TV show, uh, TV channel. It was on Sky, but yeah, it was called GamerWeb. I think I don't think it was actually the name of the channel. Maybe it was. Um, basically, I met a few friends of mine. Obviously. I'll stayed around gaming and i kind of heard about gamer web and things like that and i always watched the show and i always wanted to be on it and i used to be massively into pro evo like massive yeah and i started getting to a a stage where i was playing it like semi-professional and i remember watching the people play it and i was like i've got to get on that show i've got to get on the show i've got to start schooling people because i'm like there is no way people could be that bad i was like there's no one anyway lo and behold they had a forum we started talking to people and stuff like that. and then they arranged for me to come on and uh, i think it was in oh victoria street i think somewhere in london um it was a smallish office and i actually met a good friend of mine uh who's actually been on my podcast um Stu uh kennedy uh, also known as abominable he's now a, an esports um caster and he's a very very good friend of mine we've met each other there and there was a few other people i've met through there so um yeah it wasn't as um I don't know, as fanfared as uh, as my appearance on Games World, but it's still another appearance on TV. Awesome. I'd have loved to have been on a Games World, Games Master, but as Nintendo least said earlier, our schools were never that cool. <laughs> <laughs> but Pro Evo, though, play that all day, all night, constantly. Yeah, it's, Loved it. It's probably, it's probably the only football game that I can hand on heart say I've played. But and that sounds really. I just football goes well over my head, as as most people know. But Pro Evo, there's something about it. I mean, maybe FIFA is good. I don't know. But Pro Evo was always always the game that we would play when I had my shared house. You you know end up drinking far too much and and cracking out the PS2 and playing some Pro Evo. That was um, yeah. yeah I've got great Sen- memories of that. And I don't even sensible like football. soccer. Sensible soccer. That's yeah. everybody's oh, game. Classic. Well, we, we, the only game I like is sensible soccer for me. Yeah. Well, we've got a question for you at the end, Dean, um, about your favourite football game. Um, to do, it's to do with our um, webcast next week. Um, so save your favourite football games because um, you've got a chance to enter um, our cup next week with your favourite game. Mm. And we've got a question here just before we move on to Big Boy Barry yeah, and sure. the Revenge. Um, <laughs> it's from Essex Retro Gamer, friend of the page. Um, Big what are Dean's what are Dean's best gaming moments, both from a warm, fuzzy feeling moment and a gaming achievement moment? 
Oh, now that you see that's strictly speaking, that's two questions, but I'll let it go because <laughs> you've got the name retro in your username. I'm kidding. Um, warm, fuzzy feeling. I would actually probably say, actually, from when I was on um, when I was on Gamesworld, actually playing um, NBA Jam because I was so good at the game that I just knew I was going to win. I know that sounds really <laughs> awful to say and overconfident, but I was just. I don't know why. I just had the Midas touch for some reason. And as soon as I was playing it, I just felt so comfortable so comfortable and at ease. And it's funny because if you actually watch the footage back, I actually look so much like lethargic. But I'm just like, yeah, whatever, you know, this is this is easy work. But, you know, being able to win and then get that jacket, that's probably the warm, fuzzy feeling moment. Um, yeah. As for uh, gaming achievement, good question. I uh, <laughs> This is a funny one. I went to a tournament a while ago in, when was it? I think it was in the early 2000s. It was being held in Hounslow, and they did a Halo 2 tournament. It was Pro Evo, and I think there was a third game, which I can't quite remember. Anyway, I took part in the Pro Evo one. Fortunately, I didn't get through. I wasn't as good as I thought. But one thing I did do was a guy was beating me 3-0, and they managed to come back and level it 3-0. The last goal I scored... I chipped his keeper from between the halfway line and like the the eighteen yard box. So I managed to chip his keeper. Chipped his keeper. That it was that good <laughs> that I stood up, pulled my pad out, and walked off. And I went game over. And then as he started, <laughs> it's all blue. That is how you finish the game. That is how you finish the game. <laughs> and everybody went. Huh? And I went. Was that the finesse and square also? It was. Yeah. All of that, mate. Yeah. All of that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Incredible. Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was it was one of those moments where it happens and you just go, see ya, I'm out. Mic drop. See you later, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said pulled your pads out, pad out. I thought you were going to say pulled your pants down. No, I haven't. No, <laughs> no. I mean, I, I'm confident. That's I'm not that confident. Um, but, uh, just, you know. <laughs> that's a Saturday night trip. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so... As I mentioned just a minute ago, Big Boy Barry and Revenge on... It should be Revenge of Big Boy Barry, I guess. Revenge on Big Boy Barry, um, however you want to word it. Um, so you mentioned earlier that Big Boy Barry beat you on Games World. Um, so talk us about the 25-year wait to play, or however long it was <laughs> yeah. to play so, again. So yeah, so looping back to when we first played, I never practiced the game, as, as I alluded to earlier. So yeah, I, I never... Never played the game at all. Um, and uh, yeah, so you know, he absolutely destroyed me. There was a couple of moments where I showed a couple of pieces of brilliance, and I'm going to cling on to those. So there was a couple of returns I did, and even he went, oh, and I went, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, that. I didn't. I didn't. I was, I was a very quiet kid back then. Um, so anyway, he absolutely slaughtered me. And for some reason, it started this thing in my head where I was like, you don't give up, which comes back to the, you know, drawing three all in that game. Most people would have gone three nil, game over, whatever. For some reason in my head, it's just like until that until the last thing happens, you just keep fighting till the end. So it, it kind of fired this thing up inside of me. Um and yeah, so you know, lo and behold, fast forward a few years, you know, social media then starts, and I kind of sat there and I went. Wonder how many people were still, you know, around in games world and you know, videators and people like that. And yeah, I um, I said, okay, all right, fine. You know, I found Big Boy Barry. I didn't, I wasn't confident enough to speak to him. And there was a couple of other videators like um, 
Rick Henderson, <clears throat> the Violet Blade. Uh, good friends with him, talk to him quite often. And then, you know, slowly I started talking to Barry and I was like, you know, I've uploaded these videos to YouTube. You know, if you want some nostalgia, they're available now. And we slowly started dialogue and he suddenly remembered who I was and stuff like that. And we started, you know, becoming friends again. Um, and then it happened. So I waited a long time and I always said to my mum, I always said to my mum, one day I'm going to meet this guy again and it's going to happen. She went, no, you know, just let it go. No, no, it's going to happen. <laughs> anyway, I um, I went to uh, went to Play Expo in Blackpool in 2019 before the world decided to go a bit crazy. Um, and I remember I got there the night before it started. So it was on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so I got there on a Friday. And we went to, um, oh, I wish I could name remember the name of the restaurant because it's got the most hilarious name ever. Uh, Mr. Oh, God, what is his name? Mr. Baz Rye's World Cuisine or something to that effect. It's in Blackpool. <laughs> and it's basically an all-you-can-eat buffet with as many food foods as you can get, right? So every cuisine you can imagine. So I go in. There's a couple of my mates. We sit down surrounded by YouTube, you know, amazing people. And then there's just me plopped in the middle like, you all right? <laughs> and then someone nudges me and goes oi and throws their phone across the table now um ian lee was actually meant to go there to do like a, a q a session with a few of these youtubers and he was meant to be presenting it now unfortunately ian lee couldn't actually make it there so they replaced him with big boy barry and that was what was slid over the table and i picked it up and it was the leaflet which was what was used in my video of Big Boy Barry being at Play Expo. And till this day, the person who was sat opposite me went, are you all right? And apparently my whole demeanor just changed from this lovable, happy guy to this, it's actually going to happen moment. Right? And, and I just, I stopped eating and they were like, are you right? I, like, I, don't, I don't know. And they were like, you've really gone weird. I was like, yeah, I know. Like, I've been waiting like 25, 27 years to play this guy again. So it's actually going to happen. So, Anyway, in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, if I meet Barry, whatever, cool, you know, you know no problems at all. So get to play Expo, have a laugh, you know, meet some friends, play some games, this, that, yeah. If you've not been to play Expo, I would suggest you go by it. It's, it's an amazing event that they put on around the country, um, especially if you're into arcade and pinball machines. Oh, wonderful, wonderful place. Um, but yeah, so I was walking about and um, they have a, um, what's the word you can call it? Like a, a market for retro games. And I didn't know, but my mate walked off and bought a copy of the game that we played for a fiver. And he slapped it in my hand and he went, I've bought this game for you. If you don't play Barry by the end of this weekend, I'm going to be really peed off with you. And I was like, all right. <laughs> anyway, we go off into the room where they're doing this talk and I'm sitting about halfway in the, in the audience on the right hand side. So I'm trying to not make myself obvious. I'm just sort of sitting there. Anyway, someone on stage goes, oh, by the way, Barry... You remember that little boy you beat on Games World? He sat there. I stood up and he looked at me and, and he just went, Yeah, this is gonna happen, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, he was he was giving it the big boy Barry, you know, and I'm just standing there like, yeah, right, whatever, mate. And then everyone's like, you know, you're gonna have to play, you're gonna have to play this out. And he was like, nah, 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 nah. Anyway, gets to the end of the event, and uh they were having like an after party. Well, they were just about to. And Alex came walking, th came walking through past the arcade, and everybody swarmed in and went, "You're playing him right now." And I went, 
Oh, this is happening, isn't it? So all of a sudden, the nearest like SNES got like just thrown out of nowhere, and we all just sort of got bundled down this table, and and then we, you know, we played again. And to be honest, it was the first time I had seen him since I was on Games World. So you imagine how many years that is. You know, yeah. But do you know what? And, and I said it quite well in the video, like to see him again after all those years, and he genuinely is one of the nicest people you can ever meet. It was yeah. just such a a nice moment. Yes, I got my revenge. Come on, get him! <laughs> um, but honestly, he is one of the nicest, nicest guys I've you know ever met. And um, to actually just be able to sit next to him and play a game again after all those years was just such a magical moment. And um, and yeah, to, to in fact, let me pick the picture off if you've not seen it. Um, to have this picture, which I will probably get framed at some point. Apologies for the uh, quality, but to have that again is. Is a is a is a moment that I will uh, cherish for many years. So uh, yeah, it was uh, awesome after all those years to be able to see him. And uh, yeah, I've, I've got have got, got a bit of a soft spot for him to say the yeah. least. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. we have we have as well, hundred percent. It was, <laughs> it was really it's always good, isn't it? When you're when you get to meet people like that. I guess when you're when you're a kid, and then you get to meet them when you're a bit older, and they're a bit older, and it's still like oh, you're still like a really nice. A really nice guy that's yeah yeah can't go wrong with any of that yeah. and that, you know that, um, what that he was very supportive um because kind of when i was thinking about you know content creation or streaming or, or, or stuff like that even when we kept in contact he was always like you know you should always start something up oh you should always do that you should always do that and i was like now nah, i don't know if i can be and he was like look you've got clearly got the drive to do it go out and do it so a lot of what i've achieved is is pretty much down to him constantly being this driving force behind me which is which is why i, I absolutely adore them man yeah, because yeah, that video That's on your cool. um, YouTube channel, um, the one you mentioned, I think mm. it's about six or seven minutes long, and it's so good because it's got the, the clip from Games World. You sort of zoom in on your disappointment when you're a kid, go to black <laughs> and white, sad music, <laughs> and then it goes to the sort of like, you know, or present time as it was back then, um, Blackpool Expo, the the rematch. It's, yeah, a brilliant video. Any, anyone can check it out. It's a great video. Yeah, definitely. I, I would play it clip now but i think people need to go to your channel and watch it because <laughs> yeah, it, it deserves yeah, a full it deserves a full seven minutes view because it's edited yeah. really well um yeah um, brilliant it is it is a really good video um okay so following your revenge big boy barry um what are you up to at the moment in the um gaming world um, so the majority of what I normally do is actually Twitch streaming. So uh, since retro is still a, a massive part of me and always will be, to be fair, um, I I have uh, how long have I been streaming for? I think it's over three years now. Um, nine months of that was actually streaming to nobody, which is a weird experience. Um, imagine streaming games to nobody and talking to yourself. Yeah, gone <laughs> insane. Um, but yeah, it's it's honestly been. A very humbling experience and the one thing i can say about streaming is i think in the last year especially in 2020 with covid and stuff like that going on it's massively helped because i think you know so it's it's a bit odd streaming because obviously you know i'm talking i'm reading text back right i'm not getting that that one-to-one communication but knowing that someone's out there that you can kind of interact with and you're kind of getting feedback was actually a godsend and um i know a lot of people have been through a lot of troubles during covid and felt very lonely but i think a lot of people turned to streaming or watching streams just for that kind of um i guess company to, to, to a certain degree so um twitch streaming has actually been a very very good release for me um especially for things like mental health and actually being able to uh, to communicate and talk to people as well but i 
I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, if you've seen any of my streams recently, it's chaos. There's all sorts of weird that go off. There's all sorts of madness that carries on. But um, my whole setup now is 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 complete. That I can basically pull a console off. But I've got I've got the whole retro collection up there of all sorts that I can just put into here and suddenly start streaming with. So um, I mean, I do play the odd bit of VR and everything in between. But uh, yeah, retro is the the majority of what I do. And to be honest, I absolutely love it. Um, people mm. seem to enjoy my content, so as long as they keep turning up, I'll keep streaming. Out of interest, when you're streaming some of the more retro stuff, what are you using as like your um, like your unit, your setup? Because with things like you know PS5, even PS4, and all that kind of stuff, it's almost built into the system. As long as you've got the camera, you're good to go. So yeah, I'm, I'm just out of curiosity. Yeah, what, what are you using? <laughs> so a lot of what I learned um, about streaming was through trial and error. Um, I've had streams that have completely failed. I've had streams where I've turned my PC on and things went wrong. In fact, and this is a true story, I was doing a stream for um, the charity Special Effect. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them, but they uh, mm -hmm. basically take control pads and they completely break them down for people for with um, uh, physical disabilities. So, for instance, if someone can't press a button as hard or maybe they haven't got the use of one side of their body or, or maybe they haven't got use of any parts of their body, they would actually make these custom setups so people can actually play normal games um using all this tech so in fact in front of me i've actually got one of their pieces of kit which is actually an eye tracker um so i do play uh, a little bit of euro truck sim and if i look left and right it actually turns the head left and right so uh, wow. a perfect That's cool. and, I, and i actually did uh, i actually did a stream uh when was it in february for game blast um, which is their big event they do every year and i actually managed to play minecraft with just my eyes and that is a very wow. surreal experience but very cool um but anyway, I digress. Uh, coming back to what I use, um, basically I've I've worked out through trial and error that I've basically got an Elgato capture card inside this PC that goes into my brand new uh, RetroTink 5X, which is a line doubler. So it will basically take your retro input and suddenly make it look into this wonderfully beautiful uh, picture, which looks great. But I don't know why it takes some of the shine away. I like that gritty look, you know, mm. that old original mm. look. You know, you put it in these lovely new TVs and it looks too polished, but I kind yeah. of have to be for the digital world. But anyway, I digress again. So I've got it going into that. And then uh, that box has basically got a SCART input or a variety of different inputs. Or in some cases, uh, which I'm currently doing at the moment, I'm taking an original Xbox and putting a HDMI uh, input on it. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool indeed. Yeah, but as you always see, I think Metal Jesus um, has done quite a lot of videos around various upscalers and various um, sort of HDMI ports. And the Retro Tink mm. is one that comes up all the time it seems to be almost an invaluable bit of kit if you want yes. to digitize your your sort of more retro consoles i don't know if i've got it here in fact for the best part of three years i was actually using this i think it was like a 24 pound box it's like what everyone uses for uh, for plugging in retro consoles into a hdmi it's like a tiny little black square that you've kind of put everything in and i was mm -hmm. using that for the best part of three years yeah something similar to that yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um i was using that for the best part of like two to three years so um it's only recently i got the um the retro tink 5x and even i've noticed the quality i mean yesterday i put um what did i put through i put through a saturn um through it and it looks just absolutely fantastic through that box so um if you are interested in getting a retro tink then uh, just search for it through 5x <laughs> tell them that i said you know do go and buy because it is an amazing thing uh, mike who makes him does a fantastic job it is a brilliant product excellent so it's all like original hardware through the retro tink that's your yeah yeah model. so uh what have i got i mean i would show you the entire collection but unfortunately this room does look like a slight bomb has hit it but uh 
I mean, you know, there's um, GameCube's up there, there's a PS1, there's two Saturns, there's a Mega CD, original Famicom, uh, Amiga is something that I do quite often, which I do enjoy. I do enjoy a good Commodore Amiga. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's, that's Ben's it. little weak spot, that is. Panasonic <laughs> yeah. 3DO, enjoy that. Uh-huh. Um, that's a system oh, that's seen a bit of a sharp rise as well. The price one, yeah, on oh, the retro price at the moment, uh, in my opinion, the N64 is the biggest joke in terms of price. Some some of the games and the consoles have just gone astronomical, and for no reason, no reason at all. And it's weird that we come onto the subject. I actually feel that. In order to experience nostalgia, you shouldn't have to pay a high premium. Um, and I feel like, you know, if it's a very rare game and it's sealed and, you know, it's an exclusive one-off whatever, then, yeah, you know, you should obviously pay a premium for that for the exclusive thing. But I've seen original, like, N64s going for, like, 120 £140. And I'm like, that's almost the same right. retail price from what it was back then. So, yeah, the, the, the retro pricing is um, a little bit wayward but the one thing that i do have that not many people do is a sega multi-mega mm. if you don't know what one of those is get a mega drive and a mega cd and go Meh! and that's basically what you did. So it's about that big, uh, and it's got a little flip-up lid um and it's basically got a slot at the back so you can put your uh, cartridges in it's got a little flip-up lid and it was meant to be a games console and also a portable cd player now the portable cd player takes none less than six aa batteries which will give you about <laughs> 10 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Phenomenal. Era, isn't it? Mm. Amazing. I'm trying to find a picture of it at the moment, and I think I have found it. So I've never That's seen one of these before. Oh, um, I'm intrigued. I know. We're all excited. You're putting pressure on me now. I've got to find... Well, I can, right. I can fill in the gap. So the actual console, I used to work in a game station store many, many moons ago. And, yep, that's the exact one. So there's two different oh, versions. Oh, there. That. Yeah, <laughs> so, there, so there was, uh, there's that. And then there's also a, a US one, which I think is called a CDX, if I remember correctly. Um, yes. It's, it's, it's exactly the same, basically, except one's from America and the other one's from, uh, from obviously, from Europe. But uh, the only one issue with this is you can't put a 32X in it. Some would see that as an issue. Some would see it as a blessing. Blessing. <laughs> the, jury, the jury's out on that. I'm not going to say any more. Um, but yeah, that thing is uh, is a thing of beauty. And basically, I had it for the best part of about 18 years, broken. Okay, so I got it from Game Station, broken. The lid was knackered on it. It wouldn't output any um, uh, any video footage. Um, I'm trying to remember what else was wrong with it. Now, if you put batteries in it, it didn't light up. Um, so it was just a bit of a mistake. It was one of those things where I held on to it, going. One day I'll look at it. Anyway, years and years go by, and then suddenly I kind of get into this retro community, and I find this wonderful man on Twitter called Aegon, uh, Simon Locke. If you haven't heard of him, go and check him out. He's the saviour that resurrected this and my Panasonic 3DO. He resurrected both of them from the death of, uh, of retro hell and uh, got them working again, and both of those have been used in my stream, so I owe him a lot, actually. But, uh, yeah, to have, that, to have that thing running again is... Um, is a minor miracle and I, I enjoy playing with it with people on stream. The only problem is I have to play mega CD games and um, yeah, if you've ever played <laughs> mega CD games, yeah. they're a little bit questionable. Um, I did try and do a long play of uh, Road Avenger once and it nearly caused, caused me PTSD. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I always really wanted a 32X when they came out. I had a few like Mega Drive magazines and stuff advertising it. And I thought it looked really cool. I really liked the Hedgehog. I really wanted to play the Knuckles game coming out on there. And I never got a 32X. I don't think I even saw them in the shops. They just, they just came and went. And, mm. 
And I finally got to play some 32X games in a retro pie, like 25 years later. Like, finally playing 32X, it was on my retro box. And the games were just not good. So, like, oh, I played that mm-hmm. Knuckles game for about five, 10 minutes. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Waited 25 years to play this game. Didn't even play it 25 minutes. I'm just thinking, I'm I think the one, decent, the one decent game I did play on there was um, uh, the Doom port that was made for it for the 32X. It's actually... Visually, it's great, but I think the the audio is still a little bit. Yeah, I mean, as long as you play, yeah, I mean, as long as you play it with the mute button off, then yeah, it's <laughs> yeah you just I'm like, when you walk around, and you fire the game, you just go. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that the 32x was originally going to be a standalone console between the Mega Drive and the Sega Saturn. Was it the Neptune? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and someone, someone somewhere along the line went. Now, nah, just make it an add-on for the Mega Drive because the Saturn's in development. It'll be just, oh, it'll yeah. just it's not going to go well. It just reminded me of a funny story. So when I used to work at Game Station, we used to have like a, a retro section, which, funny enough, is where most of all this stuff has come from. Um, and I remember we had like three thirty-two Xs come in. I was like, so if we get a Mega Drive and we put a thirty-two X in it, and then put a thirty-two X in it. And then put a 32x in it. Will it still run a cartridge? And it did, but it wow. wasn't any better. It was just there. But the hilarious thing is, it's like with every peripheral from Sega, it was like you must have a power supply. Yes. So you have yeah. one power supply, and then you plug this in there. Power supply. And like, I need an extension lead. Sega, do you sell extension leads? No, but you can buy a 15 plug extension lead because you need all of them. Um, <laughs> I think the worst one I saw was the infrared controller. That was one of the worst things that came through my eyes. I was like, well, this is quite advanced for its day. It's quite good. You stand in like this hexagon shape, and each direction is is something. So you know that's jump and that's right. And you play Sonic like that. <laughs> you look like you're trying to yeah. land a plane. You're like, good luck. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, you know, not the uh, not the best, but at least they tried. It's the F- Can it be? Can it be any worse than the power glove, which I think for Rad Racer worked, but for everything else was just no. The problem is the power glove looks cool. Mm. <laughs> That's the problem. I hate it. <laughs> you make that face, but I'll tell you what, if you walk around and play a retro expo and you're walking around with one of them, they'll go, he's got a power glove. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. Well, expensive on um, eBay. They're going for an absolute if fortune. If you walk around with a 32X, they're going to go, look at that mug. <laughs> I don't think it's got many good games on it. Maybe the the no. Star Wars arcade was not a terrible port. That was quite good. Yeah, um, I'll let that go. Yeah, everything else I think was just a bit didn't didn't quite hit the nail. I think. I think the word is meh. Is what I would yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meh. So with, with your um, podcast and YouTube channel, Dean. Yeah. Um, who are some of the guys? You, you obviously you've had Big Boy Barry on there, and um, we've touched yes. upon that. But who else um, can our viewers find on your channel? Uh, so I've had Stu Cambridge, who's been on there, who uh, is famous for uh, making cannon fodder. And he's worked for Sensible Software. He used to do all the art. Um, who else have we had? We've had Ashens, uh, big YouTuber who's often uh, reviewed Tat. He's the expert of Tat for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I believe that particular episode, we talked about him eating some really bad stuff and also the story of how the uh, the settee was formed. So uh, that's an interesting <laughs> one. Um, and probably the most shocking of all was Daniel Pessina, who is uh, Mr. Johnny Cage from the original Mortal Kombat. That was 
a very um, humbling and very odd experience to think, hey, I've uppercut your head off, but you're a really nice guy. Um, <laughs> but, the, the, I mean, uh, to plug myself, apologies, but it really is an amazing podcast, even from my own stand, and I still go back to listen to it sometimes because the stories he tells of how Mortal Kombat was made, how they, on a shoestring, got around some of the issues that they went through, how the Get Over Here was formed, um, mm -hmm. And all of those great things. And it was just such an honor to be able to talk to such amazing people like him. And, you know, the, the, the podcast was actually started by accident. Um, I mean, I can go into the quick story of how that happened if you want. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. So um, so basically, I, like I said, I, I'd recently streamed for um, Special Effect. I've got a couple of their cards on the wall here. Um, so every year they do this um, event called Game Blast. And uh, at the end of the first, no, end of the second day, because I streamed on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On the end of the first day, um, <laughs> a couple of my friends started calling me on Discord while I was playing the game. They were like, get me on, get me on. I'm like, I'm in the middle of a game, man. What's wrong with you? And they're like, just get me on. I'm like, right, right. So anyway, I opened it and my mate pops up and stuff and we're talking and stuff and then someone else joined so i was like well that's the game done let's just have a chat so we start you know a bit of banter starts and this that and the other and it's like you can start doing silly stuff for money and this and then a third person joins who's a good friend of mine which is uh neil from rmc retro um big 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 fan of mine in fact i've got a uh, a lovely picture of neil here um he hates this picture but i love it it was uh, also taken at play, play expo uh, which is this um so there's a wonderful picture of neil neil looking well gangster yeah yeah. Um, so uh, there is Neil looking well gangster, but um, yeah. So um, he, yeah. So he came on, and then we were talking about um, yeah, talk, talking about all sorts of stuff. I did some crazy stuff. I can't even remember. I think I had a, a pharaoh hat on me at one stage, dancing to the Bangles or something ridiculous. So there was that. And it got to the end of day one, and people were starting to message me on Twitter and um, and then on, on uh, Discord and a few other things. And they were like, "Oh, so you're doing this again tomorrow?" And I was like well, if I can get hold of the people, then yeah. They too came and then it became this kind of ad-libbed podcast and stuff like that. And then it got to the end of that day and I finished Game Blast and we raised a crazy amount of money. I think it was like just shy of a grand, I think, if I remember rightly. And people were going, so when's your next one? And I went, next what? And they were like, your next podcast. And I went, uh, what? <laughs> so I sat there and I went, all right, so I guess I have a podcast now. So I was like, okay. So I sat back and I went, well, I'm going to need to brand it. I'm going to need this. I'm going to need to do that. So I invited my uh, good friend, Steady Sphere, who actually does brilliant video reviews, by the way. So if you've not, um, sorry to shout out everyone here, but uh, they need to be said. But Steady Sphere is an amazing YouTuber. Um, if you've not actually uh, said, oh, look at that. Look at that charming man. Who is that? <laughs> who is that guy who's been hella photoshopped? Um, anyway, so. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, Steady Sphere um, is a fantastic guy, and uh, he was actually the first guest on the podcast, which is why it starts at number three because the first two were just yeah. chaos, and you wouldn't was, want to listen to it. <laughs> I was going to ask about that. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it starts at number three because one and two are just chaotic. I may release them at some point, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just madness. But yeah, I've I've had the privilege of interviewing some incredible people. I mean, I just saw um, Amiga Bill there. And he has one of the most fascinating day jobs ever. So he's actually a filmmaker. Um, and he actually oh, did wow. a documentary on Mike Tyson. And he goes through the story of what it was like Man. to be around Mike Tyson and film with him. 
and to be honest, the story is quite interesting. It didn't go how I thought it would go, but it, it's it, again, I've had the real privilege of, of of speaking to some incredible people. But you know, I, I guess the one piece of advice for people is if there's something you're interested in doing, just go for it. I I was very seldom in myself. I never really had the confidence to um to, to push myself out there. And I guess through people saying, you know, um, you know, podcast going, you know. Which is why I kind of sat there and went, "Wow, you know, this is uh, this is a really cool thing that I've now started." And I've I've kind of paused it for the minute because I'm actually waiting for a new bit of tech to arrive. So until that arrives, I don't really want to carry on with it. But um, but we'll see. You know, it's it's been a crazy ride. The fact that I'm at 25 minus two episodes um, of the podcast <laughs> um, is is amazing, and I've really had such a, a brilliant uh, ride so far doing it. And to be honest. And this is going to sound really controversial. I actually prefer doing the podcasting than I do streaming or actually making YouTube videos because there's just something about talking to some of these incredible people that um, you learn a lot of them as well. And it's just nice to actually have that interactivity. And I think that yeah. comes back to what I said about the streaming. Sometimes you don't get that face-to-face value. Again, massively supported by some incredible people. Um, and I have an amazing community who are supporting. But um, it's just something about the podcast that I really like. And you know, I kind of grew up listening to, you know, Joe Rogan podcast and a variety of other different podcasts. And I always wanted to do it. So the fact that I can even run this podcast from a tiny little flat is, is, is incredible. So yeah, it's been a hell of a journey so far. Excellent. Brilliant. And I noticed when we, when I was just scrolling through your page the other day, you've got merchandise and I see you've got a hat on inspired (laughs) by the NWO. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) What, what, but really, that, that's your inspiration, I guess. So, big WCW, NWO fan growing up? Uh, yeah, so uh, I used to watch a lot of wrestling when I was younger. I mean, I do have the uh, the standard corporate branded, uh, as I call it, the uh, standard issue MMD. But uh, <laughs> I like to I like to play around with things every so often. So, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, wrestling's always been a, a huge... Um, a huge part of my life and uh it's funny you said about saturday mornings because i remember that sky one used to show the early morning reruns of smackdown so that was like a a huge part of my saturday mornings was watching that and then sort of going out and playing football with my mates but funny enough (coughs) um i i actually said this to alex what i would love to do love to do is to have the o2 arena full by pyrotechnics the lot Filled to the brim, a proper retro gaming WWE style where we get all of the best people from the retro gaming from modern day to current era to, you know, from the Games World era to Games Master and stuff. And we just have this one big epic event and we have like full entrances and crazy stuff. Call it the WrestleMania of retro. That That's what I would love to see in my lifetime. Whether it's possible, I don't know. But we'll, well see. Well, you, you'd, you'd have yeah. five tickets here straight away. Yeah. yeah. Get in. <laughs> Yes, you know, man, come on. Only another 15, uh, 15 and a half thousand ago at the O2. <laughs> <laughs> we get, I'm, I'm sure something like that would be would be popular. Retro is mm. huge at the moment, especially yes, with retro gaming is, is yeah. massive. And this last 18 months of being in lockdown has made it even bigger, I think. 100%. I, think, I, yeah, I, think so I know a lot of people say they're bad, but I actually think a lot of the mini consoles that came out actually helped push that retro revival back because it introduced people to games that maybe they hadn't seen before you know if dad goes and out to goes out to buy these snes minis and suddenly it's set up in the living room and they're going oh what's that and it's like 
this son, it was one of the best consoles ever made, you know, and then like, you know, you have the Mega Drive one and that con- that same conversation probably had in households all over the year. But we want a Dreamcast mini Sega. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I recently yeah, had that with my boy because um, we, we set up the SNES mini and I've got, I've managed to get more games on it. But um, we were playing Mario and the bit when you can jump up and go warp and get his, his face was just like, what have you just done? No, and you go to like World Four or whatever. Good it was God, funny. he's broken the game, damn it. Yeah, schooling him. Yeah. <laughs> so that was quite yeah. a good moment. I, I have for to me, see. those. Oh, Sorry, but I was going to say those the certainly the, the the mini console, especially the Super Nintendo one for me. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of games that I didn't get to play when I was younger because you know back then you know you, you'd get a game for your birthday, maybe a game for Christmas. Everything else was trade, yeah. and that's yeah. about it. So for me, I never got to play Earthbound. Um, and that was a, a, a all Mega Man X, and that, uh, I know you yes. could get it on the iPad, but it, playing it on the iPad was just guff. Um, so being able to play both of those games comfortably using a Super Nintendo controller was like, well, well now I haven't got a fork out like you know six hundred quid for Earthbound boxed because I refuse to buy things without a box at the moment, it's, which is not a good habit to get into. The fact that you use the word guff. I massively rate you for good job. <laughs> good go on, triangle face. I know you, you've been trying to. Yeah, I was just saying, when, uh, when I was kid, we just had a Mega Drive. I think a lot of people probably say you can only afford one console in your house when you're that age. If we had a Mega Drive, um, to then get like the mini SNESs and things like that when they come out, finally going back and getting a chance to pay them properly. Um, and I always remember like going to a mate's house. We had some family friends that lived near where my grandparents lived. And we'd only see them like once a year. They would like go over after Christmas and then go visit them before coming home. And they had a SNES. So every time we go in there, bear in mind, you know, family, friends, you wouldn't see them for a year. I'd come in, probably now it's like 10 or something. I'd be like, hi, where's the SNES? And I'd go straight up to his room. <laughs> yeah, Mario. It's like, it's my one time a year I get to play on Mario 3. I'm going to go back home and play some yeah, talk, talk uh, going back to a, a story like that. Um, and we were mentioning the 32X. So I remember my dad's mate who I always thought was cooler than any of his other mates, had a Mega Drive before <laughs> anyone else. And I remember going around there, and he had a 32X set up, and he had virtual racing. Yeah. And, you know, I had my Mega Drive at home, and I remember that drive home being, oh, I want a 32X, I want a 32X. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that, I, you know, my parents didn't, yeah, didn't buy me that now. Yeah, I didn't get one either. I don't know if anyone had those mates that you'd go around their house, and they wouldn't openly say that they've got something new they would just kind of stand next to it proudly and just be like <laughs> yeah. did he do that thing where he was just like did you notice something different in this room mm, yes. <laughs> 32x different that's what we're looking at mm, you see that i have that but it's do you know what's really weird is that and i, and I still experience this now is like he said when we were kids um Yes, I agree. We do need a Master System Mini. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Sega, do it. Um, yeah. As a kid, like you said, we, we only normally got a game or two a year and stuff. Um, and I feel like now there's almost overprivileged. You know, you can just get games like very easily now. And I feel like we're spoiled because there's sometimes where I'm like, oh, what should we play today? And I'll kind of grab a console and come back. And I'm like, I've got a whole cupboard full of stuff in here. And I'm like, uh, and you're kind yeah. of going, uh, yeah, m- maybe. No, uh, but, you know, before it was like, what game do I play? The only one I've got. Yeah. Yeah. Go, so, so. But there are, I, I mean, that in hindsight, there are some, oh, sorry, looking to the future, there are some amazing platforms out there. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of working with one at the moment called Pie Packer. Strange way, name I know, but it does have a story behind it. And 
and it is an amazing platform. You know, it's literally all running the the cloud. In fact, I actually streamed it not so long ago. Where um, if you want to play multiplayer with people, you literally send them a URL, send them that, and they just join straight away. And I was like, this is brilliant. Wow, and now they actually have the ability of actually bringing your own ROMs up. So as long as you do a backup of your own ROMs. <laughs> and you drag that ROM in, you can actually play that online with someone else. So, like, I was sitting here playing uh, Street Fighter 2 on the uh, Super Nintendo. Oh, su no, yeah, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Uh, totally. Dragged the ROM in, sent the link to my friend, and we were playing two-player. And it was literally, like, Amazing. zero lag. So it unlocks a whole um, a whole new area of gaming. And, uh, you know, with a lot of us being still home-based, it's still a nice way of being able to play the old games, but in a much more easier platform. So if you're not tracked out Pipacker, go and do it. It's a great, great, great service. Well, I do get the adverts come up on my Facebook yeah, quite a lot yeah. for Pipacker. <laughs> we'll right. it now. Yeah, we'll all have it yeah, now we'll from, from, yeah. from hearing it loudly. That's it. We'll just get Pipacker on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it does look a cool concept. Um, but we're going to move on now to a feature that we didn't have last week. Um, Dorbs was too scared to do it with Big Boy Barry here. Um, <laughs> we, we I, was starstruck. I was too starstruck, mate. I was... Are, you, are you saying I'm too good? I'm good looking? That's why you're sort of bringing out the red carpet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you saying that I'm better looking than Alex? Is that what you're getting? I'm looking for anything, by the way. Sorry, you broke up there. I didn't quite catch that. <laughs> but we, we've got a new intro to this. I spent all of about, well, Ten thank you, Triangle Face, mate, who's... Um, done the tune for this i spent all of two minutes making the picture for it earlier today but um <laughs> we'll give it a go Yeah, well, there you go. It's been all of two minutes yeah. on that earlier today. So, um, very good. Oh, <laughs> very good. I don't know what to say about that. That's very good. Very every every time, every time we've ever done that, I keep trying to do that Brad Pitt impression of what's in the box, and then someone's put it in the intro. So, you know, there we go. It's, it's yeah. come full that, that circle. Is, um, not courtesy of Mark Bell. Uh, oh, triangle face. I said that's courtesy of Mark L of Bad Belly if you want to look him up on Spotify or. Music platform is uh, Bad Belly123 on YouTube. If you want to check out yeah, thanks very wonder much, how, Mark. I wonder how he got that username. Maybe it was a bad night out, Curry. He's Bad Belly's gut feeling. That's something he's on the source. Oh, we'll get the Bad Belly. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> well, you're going to explain not... explain the rules to Dean? Yeah, you, you've time. probably yeah. never seen this, Dean. You've probably never seen any of our streams. But um, basically, <laughs> I've got a... I'm the duck. Very, very lovely box, as you can see. Uh, <laughs> it's very nice. Um, it looks like a Charles colour at the end, but it was all my own handiwork. Other, uh, <laughs> other kitchen appliance makers are available. <laughs> yeah. um, I shouldn't have, shouldn't have spun it around so far. Um, <laughs> but there's there's something in there, so it's it's retro related. So it could be uh, a console, a game, peripheral, uh, a manual. Um, anything like that. So they got 20 questions, but Ooh. before I go on, I have a little shout out. Now, I don't know if this, this chap is watching. Um, he put a comment in earlier, but I've had a bit of fan mail. Um, <laughs> that's true. It's true. I've had a little, a little bit of fan mail from, I think this chap's probably our youngest fan and he's just caught up with, I understand he started to watch our streams. So big shout out to Joy Moynard. Hello, Joy. Ah. 
Hello, Jude. Hope you're well. Um, I hope you're enjoying all the streams, and I'd like to see you in the comments, but you've probably gone to bed. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's not there. He's got. Um, I've seen a few videos with him and his sister, Emma, and they do videos with their mum and dad. Now, the mum's a good actress, but I think the dad can do a little bit better, if I'm honest. He <laughs> uh, did a, a news article, and yeah, he wasn't a very good actor, but shout out to Jude. Hello, Jude. Oh, hey, Jude. So, inside nah, here, nah, I've got nah, something. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so, you've got 20 questions. The, well, the panel's got 20 questions, and I can only say yes or no. So, shoot. Go. Who, who's going to start? Should, should I Is, go first as the guest? Yeah, yes, you go first. Go um, it. Does it fit in the palm of your hand? Uh, if you've got a palm of the hand of onto the giant, then probably yes. Uh, but yes, it's, yeah, we'll do. Yeah. Okay. Go on, Blunners. We'll work our way down and then back up to to Ollie okay. as the duck at the top. Um, is it okay? A, a disc? No. Is it cartridge? Yes. Is it in any way related to our guest tonight? Is it something to do mm. with uh, something that me and Machine Dean might have talked about or have some sort of history with? Uh, no. <sighs> What's he got in the background? What's he got? Damn, because the next I knew what the next in guest the background would have. I have. <laughs> Me Machine Dean's YouTube there's, video. There's a little, there's a little chat there. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know it's maybe a copy of Smash Tennis, but obviously. Yeah, <laughs> ah, very good. Is that a question? No, 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 no. My question was more general. <laughs> so it's cartridge. <laughs> okay, so it's cartridge bait. Is the cartridge grey? Uh, yes. I think you're going to get this one. Hmm. So it's going to be one so of it three. Must be a, oh no! It can't. No, there's more than one, isn't it? Oh god! Now, now you've piqued my intrigue. Um, does the connectors on the cartridge have a single row? Uh, hang on. Let me just open up the box. We don't ask technical oh, questions like this. No. <laughs> You see, this is that a, is a technical one. You see? That is, that's, that's a good question. Yes, it does. Mm. A single cool. row. Of, single so, row. what does that mean then? What does so that is, that it is this from the Super Nintendo? Uh, yes, it is. Okay, okay. That's what I wanted to I thought it may have been another platform. That's why. Mm. Is it a sports game? Yes, it is, Oliver. It is a sports game. Okay, we're narrowing it down much quicker. We're getting quicker. You're going to get it. I'm telling you, you're going to get this one. Is it, is it a football game? Uh, no. Ah. Is it... A, a, when you say sports game, is it an American sport? Uh, mm, no. Hmm. Not an American sport, but play. Uh, mm. So it's not an American sport. Do American sports players play the game? Yes. Okay. Um, lots of people things then. How many questions have we got? Uh, you've got nine left. 
No pressure, so, but we've never won apart from the episode that we no longer yeah. talk about. So um, come on, positive <laughs> no, thinking. Come on, week, come on. Yeah, no, that was um, Retro Chef won that, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he won it in the chat. Oh, okay. God, it's tense. We're losing viewers here. So, yeah. do you want to play your? Um, do you want to play your? Um, is it not? It's American sports. You say not American gladiators. Is it American Gladiators? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, I think we just have that. Go on, Nintendo Lee. Um, <sighs> I'm just going to start guessing games. I think that's going to be my trouble. Is it a boxing game? No. Okay, I'm going to take a steer from Neil in the comments and ask if it's a tennis game. It is, Neil. Well done. I was going to say that. Is it Pete Sampras tennis? <laughs> no. No, you've got five left. Okay, we all have to ask it, I? Is it Smash yeah. Tennis? No. No. I don't know any other tennis games. I thought, I thought you were setting that one up there. Yeah. Yeah, what a letdown. That would have been a really nice way to end the stream if that was the. Uh... <laughs> Someone else can go if they've got something. Get with a price, price five pounds on eBay, you type bastard. <laughs> you well, I shall explain later. <laughs> well, oh, there tennis. are two tennis games. The one I said is one, and then there, there is another that's very similar to it, which it could be. So, Super tennis. Is that your question? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Dean, should we have a quick look? Uh, honestly, Anna Kornikova got uh, PS1 on it. There it is, Super Tennis. Well done, Dean. Put these boys to shame, I'm telling you. Now, there is, um, <laughs> beautiful. There is quite a funny, and it is, there's a single row. There is quite a not funny, but there is a story about this. Obviously, I did my research and found out you played Smash Tennis, um, and I wrote down Super Tennis. So <laughs> I went on eBay, bought a copy of Super Tennis, <laughs> then listened to your podcast again, your, your um, YouTube channel again, um that video with with alex and then it was smash tennis i was like <laughs> oh for god's sake so right, what i tried to do on sunday evening i went on ebay looked for smash tennis there was loads of them there um but the delivery was like a week's time so it went, wouldn't be enough um but I'm, I'm in retrospect i'm quite glad i i didn't pick smash tennis because you asked if it was smash tennis four questions in, which would probably would have yeah. been a world record. So um, well done, Dean. Many congratulations. You put these boys to shame. Yet again, they still haven't got one right. Uh, absolutely <laughs> shocking. Yeah. Well, with John Barnes, shocking. and what was the other one? Britney's dance beat. Oh, oh well, I'll just have to put my, uh, I'll just have to treat myself and put this on then. I'll just keep myself warm with this uh, Games World Eliminators jacket, which Alex very. Big boy Barry doesn't have, do you, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he never got one. I'm astonished. The man who was on the show never got oh, a jacket. By the sounds of it, he's nicked everything else apart from that. <laughs> that is true. He did. He said it to me. He's got. Uh, he did. He, he told me on a podcast. He was like, "I've got yeah. this. I've got this," and I'm sitting there going, "You're right, mate. Do, do you need to? Do you, do you want to confess anything else, or do you, do you want to? Yeah, to let, me, yeah. let me just write this down so I can hand it over to the police. So yeah. one Barry net, uh, one." Uh, yeah, he had loads of stuff. He, he look like a weird turtle now. Let me stop that. <laughs> <laughs> a weird turtle. 
became the turtle of, of Games World. But anyway. Right, I'm just scrolling through the chat before we finish this evening, make sure that I haven't missed any questions. Um, there, was, there was a good one I did see, if I may. Um, I think yeah, someone of said, um, which retro game would I like to see remastered? Now, I can answer this. I don't know why I'm using a coat hanger. Anyway, um, <laughs> welcome to my streams. You're now entering my realm. Um, so a game that I would like to see remastered, and not many people have heard of it, is uh, a game called Magic Pockets, which was made by the Bitmap Brothers. Yeah. Um, I would love to see a remake of that. The only thing that worries me is that there was a remake done of Gods recently, and it was awful. However, I do have a very cool story. The person who did the soundtrack to Gods um, is a guy called John Fox, who was actually my tutor at university. No way. Awesome. Yes, wow. very way. That's pretty um, he was cool. Actually Original lead singer of Ultravox. There you go. I'm sure that will come up. Oh, in Vienna. Some, uh, yeah. Really? Pub, pub, pub. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so before uh, Monsieur became the lead singer. John Fox was the original lead singer of Ultravox. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so <laughs> I would love to see Magic Pockets. If you've not played Magic Pockets, please go and play because it's an amazing little game. Um, the other reason it means a lot to me is I looked a little bit like him when I was uh, a little nipper on Games World, and uh, it's what my family used to call me for years. So uh, I've got a bit of a, a, bit of a thing, a, a bit of a connection there. And uh, it was actually one of the first games I think we bought for our Commodore Amiga. We went to an Amiga show in, I think it was Ells Court back in the early 90s. It was packed, but I remember gripping that Magic Pockets box and I held it all the way home and then put it into the disk drive and then heard that eh, 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 noise for a while and then the game loaded. So yes, everyone misses those wonderful days. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Magic Pockets, I would love to see that remade. Love, love, well, love to see it. There is a bitmap cart coming out on the Evercade. I don't know if you've mm. heard of the Evercade. Yes, yes, um, yes. Un unfortunately, it doesn't include. It includes three versions of um, Speedball. So if you're in a Speedball, um, yes, it's definitely the cart for you. Um, but it doesn't include Magic Pockets, unfortunately. Damn them. Quite similar. I also really liked Mad Professor Mariotti. Came mm. out around the same sort of time. If you ever played that one, that's quite similar. Um, I'd like to see that one again. I used to like the little peddling on the magic pockets. It was uh, a part. I, I, think, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was every level. It may have been, but yeah, there was a little, uh, especially on the first level. You sort of pop up to this thing. And there was a tiny little bicycle, and uh, I think you had to wiggle the joystick back and forward in a rhythmical way. And if you did it f fast enough, you'd actually pop a wheelie and then just nail all these enemies as it went <laughs> along to the end bit. It was uh, a great thing. But yeah, I would love to see that game remade. It means such a lot, a lot to me, and. Uh, yeah, so someone remake it, or I'll do it mm. badly. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, definitely. I've got a picture of Magic Pockets here. Um, there is. See, you're mm. facing the top. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, that, that does <laughs> ring a bell. What? Does ring a bell. There you go. There you go. It's basically me. Job <laughs> done. There you go. I just or need to get a green hat. That's all. I've definitely never <laughs> played it. So I'm no. gonna have to I'm gonna have to get a copy of that. Get a copy of that. Mm, no, it's it's it honestly is a brilliant game, and uh, yeah, it's it, the first level is a bit boring, and then it starts to go very trippy and weird. But uh, yeah, it's it's a very very cool game, and uh, yeah, one of my favourite Bitman Brothers uh, Bitmap Brothers games for sure. I, I, I know um, Snestastic mentioned it when he was on our stream, so it's obviously a game that's very popular with the Amiga generation, mm. um, definitely. Mm. Um, I've got another question here from one of my friends, Cabbage Face Bricks. If you're into Lego, um, check Ooh. out that channel. He likes building lots of Lego on there. He's even built the Roman Colosseum, I think. Um, you can watch him build that live, which takes a fair <laughs> few hours. So if you've got yeah. that to kill, watch it. Um, nice. Do you wish they had more game and TV shows now? 
Good question. I, I think, could you do something like Games World now? No. If you did it in the style, like I said, where it was like a, a WWE thing, maybe. But I don't think it would be able to be applied to the masses. Um, I think this is why websites like IGN and the combination of using YouTube kind of works quite well, because they, they take certain elements of a TV show and try to spin it into content. Now, unfortunately, over the years as humans, we've become very lazy and can't digest more than 10 seconds without getting bored, apparently. So in order to do it, I think you would have to take an element of very big egos and try and over the top everything a bit like what games will try to do and, and in some cases games master as well so would i like to see it yes because to be honest streaming fills in a specific void and youtube fills in a specific void but i think there's something about watching something broadcast on the tv that just you just can't replicate it you know i know mm. we're it sounds slightly hypocritical that we're talking to each other online but there's just something about watching something that's been made and produced and put together on on a well, I mean, Games World wasn't exactly a huge budget, but you know, it still delivered where it needed to. So, I would love to see that happen. I know Games Master that there's a lot of rumours flying around about them bringing that back potentially. So, I think, and this is my gut feeling, if the Games Master you know revival happens and it's successful. I think it will actually kickstart the thing of getting Games World potentially back as well. Yeah, so let's hope so. Fingers, fingers crossed. You can have a lot of chase, can you? Come up. Dun, 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 <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Here they come up. Right, here he comes. Here comes the oh, no, it's Barry. Barry again. Right, he wants to smack. He wants to get beaten. So who who's hosting Games Master if it comes back? Richard Ayadeo. He does everything on Channel 4, doesn't he? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, He'd be, he'd be good for that, I think. I think he's good on um, Crystal Maze and he, he would suit Games Master. Um, apart from that, I can't really think of anyone else who Channel 4 have got signed up. I'm just wondering who's going to replace um, Patrick Stewart. Yes, I think that's great. Patrick Moore. Uh, Patrick Moore, sorry. I always get Patrick mm. What do I keep saying? <laughs> Star well, Trek. Um, I think well, Patrick Stewart. Suggest, <laughs> maybe Patrick I think someone suggested. Yeah, maybe it's Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah, someone but, suggested uh, Patrick Stewart as the yeah, replacement for Patrick Moore. Oh, okay. Well, the, so, well, that that a genius here. Who played Magneto? His mate. What's he? I can't remember his name. No, Magneto. Yeah, I know. Ian, Ian McKellen. That's him. Yeah. yeah, I think he'd be good. Who's, who's the one foot in the grave guy? Is he still alive? He'd be quite good. <laughs> Meldrew. <Yeah. laughs> I, I don't, don't believe, believe it. <laughs> Go up to Google. Say his favorite catchphrase. <laughs> no, I, I, I really would love to see that, and I mean, you know. I guess selfishly, I would love to have one more go at Games World and and bringing people together. Um, yeah, I mean, th there's a few people who, who sadly have obviously passed on. Um, I actually didn't even realise until many moons later the actual grand final winner uh, on the on the series that I was on actually passed away a few years later, which is a really oh, no. um, sad story. So yeah, yeah definitely. It, yeah. Again, it would be it would be wonderful to bring back um, as many people as possible, um, just so I can publicly beat Barry again. So uh, <laughs> I'll it okay, it would be brilliant. Um, we've just got a message from Neil Cham, who's um, normally on the panel with us. Um, another great stream. Dean has been a great yeah. guest. He's welcome back anytime. I um, agree with that. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Before we before we go, Dean, um, next week's stream, we've got um, It's Much More. Um, check out his YouTube channel. And we've got It's Coming Home special. Obviously, it's Euro 2020 starts next Friday. So we're going to, as a panel, decide the greatest football game pre-2000. 
and we're going to have eight games that are going to be finalists on the night and we're going to debate between us which game is our number one football game so question for you dean what game do you want us to add to that eight for next week if Sensible Soccer's not in there, I will hunt you all down. <laughs> it okay, will be in we'll there. One hundred percent. What version? Ah, well, here's, here's a little tidbit of information for you. So, um, if you didn't know, Sensible Soccer actually got a remake very recently. So there is Sensible Soccer 2020, which was done by an amazing individual, and it's got full commentary, full rosters of uh, current players, including all the recent transfers and all that that's going on, and it's free. Just Google SWAS 2020 and you can play it online with people right now. Right now. And in oh. fact, you can actually download it and play it in your Amiga, which is how I do it because yes. I love retro. Yeah. But um, which version? I would say Sensible World of Soccer and the Amiga because that yeah. is just, I've got so many memories of playing that with my dad because it's just so chaotic. Although they did go through a weird period of making some really, I don't know if it was necessarily the game makers who made it, but there was a lot of weird mods where there was like um, a grenade that was replaced instead of the yeah, ball. That was on so, a um, uh, demo disc. Um, right. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, you kicked it around. It used yeah. to flash and then boom. Yeah, so then you'd be like, who's the last person standing? So it'd be yeah. like a goalkeeper versus a yeah. defender or something ridiculous. And it'd get, get, a bit, uh, get a bit hairy if you didn't know what you're doing. But uh, yeah, the, the, the SWAS 2020 is definitely something I would check out. If you're a fan of Sensible Soccer, the amount of detail they've put in it is crazy. So it's got like uh, Jonathan Pierce doing commentary. And I think there's wow. a few others that you can actually download and stuff. So, uh, yeah, if you've not checked it out, go and oh, check it out. It's brilliant. Do that now. It's Sensible World of Soccer. Not... Sorry, Sensible mate, it's World of on me that I'm just, I'm just not going to be able to contribute anything next week. Next week. No, play it. <laughs> play it. Even as, even as a non-soccer fan, you will have fun. I guarantee it. Because... Sensible soccer is is the most light-hearted football game you could ever play. I mean, there are <laughs> I'm gonna go into another round now. There is another game that means a lot to me, and that is All-Star Soccer on the PS1. Only reason it's got one of the funniest intros ever. Not seen it? All-Star. Go and Google it. All-Star <laughs> Soccer. It's got like a ridiculous looking Des Lynam, like a whole story thing. And it's got like drum and bass, like over the top as a soundtrack. And there's like a dodgy Eric Cantlay impression. It's brilliant. Go and check it out. Okay. okay. So you want us to add Sensible World of Soccer 94, 95 yeah. to next week? That's the one. That's okay. the one. Brilliant. So well, on um, Sensible Soccer, just quickly, Sensible World of Soccer, yes. can you remember any players that you, when you start the game, you always bought? Oh, good question. I can remember the, just sorry, what you think, Dean, as a Southampton fan. Um, we only had one expensive player on it, Matt Letizia, and he was like my hero. But it was the only way I could generate money, so he was straight out the door. <laughs> yeah, gone. <laughs> Four and a half million gone. So Matt, I, I really like you, but is your P forty five mates here? Your taxi's outside. Yeah, do that, Matt. Do that. Good luck, Good luck Tess. Cheers, mate. Um, but funny enough, I was actually going to say Letizia because. Um, yeah, he, he wasn't super expensive compared to some of the other players. I think, was he four and a half million? I'm sure he was four and a half million. Like yeah. yeah. But I mean, oh. as, uh, as a United supporter myself, um, you know, most of the United team were all right. But the thing is, it's like with Sensible Soccer, I never picked like the, the top teams. I always wanted to play the absolute garbage just to, just for a laugh. Because if, yeah. you know, some plays you take a shot and it goes top corner, I don't want that. I want to see shots going like, you know, off into the corner and stuff like that. I want to see the, the ridiculousness in the game. So yeah, I'd always uh, play like Division what Division 2 because Division 1 is now the old, hang on, Premier League is now the old, it was the old Division, yeah. division 1. Yeah. So it would have been Division 2 was what I used to pick in Sensible Soccer. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I'm a Pompey fan and I always used to be Pompey and we was in uh, Div 1 as it yeah. was back then, which is now the championship. Um, I think we, the Preki <clears> was a good player in that team. But all, mm. all my go-to player, I had two, was Marcel Desailly, who was amazing in that game. Strong start. Um, and also Paul Williams. But he was so <laughs> quick. Honestly, he if you get it now, get Paul Williams because he was one of the quickest <laughs> players in that game. And he was literally next to nothing. So get Paul Williams. He was fantastic. I'll tell you who I found on it recently. And I know we're going to be talking about this next week. Um, I'm kind of ruining <laughs> my stories here, but I played it fairly recently. And I think Croatia Zagreb have got a young Mark Viduka. And he's Ooh, like 450,000. Wow. He's a yeah. beast up front on that game. And he actually increases in value, which is very rare on Sensi because most players I have just devalue the soon yeah, as you buy them. <laughs> straight away. See, not being a football fan, my goatee team draws in a pencil case and pizza toppings. <laughs> yes, yeah, they did have the custom made teams. Yeah, so I used to play them. We used to be like pizza toppings versus uh, in a pencil case. <laughs> We'd have a, an all, all ginger team. That's what I used to go for. <laughs> Just a ginger team. Just to put off your mate, you'd be like, why is all your team ginger? Weren't expecting that, were you? Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Well, um, on behalf of the panel, Dean, you've been a brilliant guest tonight. And, um, oh, thank you. Thank you've you. You've shared some great yeah. stories with thank us. You. and. As Neil said, and I'm sure we all agree, um, you'll be welcome back here anytime. Um, yeah, just give us a shout. Um, and I hope everyone's enjoyed watching this evening and enjoyed Dean as a guest. Thanks to Triangle Face for stepping in um, at the last minute again. Um, don't forget to subscribe to our channel, check out our other videos, and we'll see you all next week for It's Coming Home Special. Come on, England! <laughs> <laughs>